Hello, cryptid-loving listeners. As a friendly reminder from us here at the Don't Touch My Sasquatch podcast, we frequently make crude jokes, sprinkle our sentences with naughty words, and discuss mature content. Most of which may not be appropriate for all age groups. Listener discretion is advised. Now please enjoy. Melanie Kirchdorfer has lived in Berkshire County since 1957. Good job with that name. Thank you. I tried hard. Kirchnacher. <laughs> he said Kirchnacher. <laughs> well, the last episode had a lot of knockers, so I wanted to make sure I get my knocker in. So I'm going squatching. We're going squatching, bitches. Welcome back, friends, to Don't Touch My Sasquatch podcast. We are your hosts. I am Josh. And as always, I continue to be Lennon. Really? Sometimes. Most of the time. Every day, actually, to be honest with you. I hope so. (laughs) We explore controversial topics with energy and a good laugh. We're two guys that have a love and passion for these topics. They're things that you may have heard of, but you do not know the full story of yet. Ah. We're here to tell you those stories, share our opinions, and let you come to your own conclusions. We will not tell you how to think. You think for yourself. Yeah. You're Be human. an adult. Come on. God damn it. Maybe we'll control you. Maybe my control. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do the research so you don't have to. Uh, keep your minds open to the possibilities that things may not always be as they appear. That's true. All like of always. Uh, once again, have you ever wondered what it would be like to have encountered with a being from another planet? Again. Uh, maybe it would be a pleasant experience where you're you know, having sex like David Huggins. Or it'd be a horrifying account. Like yours. Well, he did say it was painful. I don't know if it was pleasant. <laughs> uh, he enjoyed it. Painfully it, intense, huh? pleasant. Well, yeah. He, yeah. Well, that was last episode. Go check that one out. Today is about Berkshire Hathaway. <laughs> <laughs> there are numerous tales of people being abducted around the world. In this new series, part two, we will explore firsthand accounts of individuals who claim to have been taken away by old the world they be. <laughs> and they, come, they sometimes they fly down like... um. The elves in Santa Claus. <laughs> Just full on sprint. Yep. From bizarre experiences abroad or aboard mm. UFOs to unexplainable missing time. These encounters will both captivate and leave you questioning the very fabric of our reality. So sit back, lay down, pull your pants back up, David. as we dive into abducted by aliens part two the berkshire ufo incident thank you for the assist there i was gonna say berkshire got you my guy well this story doesn't have nearly as many sexual encounters as yours does good and again as i said a million times before last week it has none Well, that we know of. I don't Feel free know. to come forward if you have any information that happened on the events of September 1st, 1969. Stu, tell us. Stu, how do you do? <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was good. Stu, how do you do? <laughs> well, like as I said, on September 1st, 1969. Well, that's a good year. It is. A strange UFO encounter took place in Berkshire <laughs> County, Massachusetts. Oh, that's not that far from here. Or is it? Or is it? It's definitely on Earth. Since then, the accounts of the families involved have been examined, picked apart, given support, and made famous as the Berkshire UFO incident. Oh. The incident spans multiple miles, 
dozens of witnesses and four major accounts in the tale which cross paths and corroborate each other. Oh, did one of them happen in uh, New York City with David Huggins? No. Damn it. All right. I no. thought we were connected. That would be no. great. <laughs> no, but no some of the details do line up. Do they? Siesta. Can I wait to hear? Siesta. Siesta. <laughs> Fiesta. With a siesta. Diesto. <laughs> great. <laughs> Words. The Netflix revival show, Unsolved Mysteries, did a great episode on the incident, which was the main source for my research, as well as a couple other websites and articles. I will have to check that out. Uh, yes, it's pretty good, as well as most of the other episodes on the show that are unsolved, but some of them since have been solved. And they're still mysteries. Mm-hmm. So basically, in 1969, there was a string of encounters. Um, and since then, many people have come forward, but four major families, I'm going to say, or mostly players, a couple families, um, have come out and have told their stories. But while most others are just, uh, I don't know if at most, I don't know if the other ones have had such vivid or um, rem- remarkable experiences as these ones, mm-hmm. but many people did witness this all in the same time frame. But these are the four meat and potatoes of it. Yes, we're going to talk it. about the four major ones. Gotcha. So we're going to start with Jane Green. Ooh. Now, Jane Green is a resident of Berkshire County, uh, Great Barrington, specifically the town in Berkshire County, uh, where she has lived since she is 12. Now she's an elderly, elderly woman at the time of filming. I'm not sure as of now. Um, she definitely didn't get younger. Uh, she didn't? No. Was it a time travel episode? <laughs> Some of it. Really? We'll get there. Oh. Her account begins... In 1961. <laughs> no. I don't know where I looked. Right there. I looked over there. Oh, man. I did see that. Yeah. yeah. I was wondering where that was going. I don't know. I was talking to the penguin. <laughs> All right. <laughs> it's nothing. Yo, what, what? Have you ever heard the noise a penguin makes? Kind of. It's like a... Like that. It's like, <laughs> it's like a wheezing... <laughs> <laughs> well, her account begins when just after dusk... She and her friend Mary were driving to Great Barrington from Stockbridge. Now, this is Guessing only... all Massachusetts? Yes. Okay. This is all-encompassing Berkshire County. Okay. Now, right. you're going to hear different names of different towns, but they all take place within one county, and they're all within miles and miles of each other. Gotcha. As everything is, but it's just Closer many miles. A <laughs> <laughs> um, couple hundred miles. To put it in perspective, I was doing some MapQuest. Not MapQuesting. Who the fuck uses MapQuest? Is that even a thing anymore? <laughs> I was doing some Google Maps. The drive from Stockton, Stockbridge... To stock home. Why not just go with all the stocks? <laughs> all of it. Uh, Campbell's chicken stock. Uh, uh, the livestock. <laughs> oh, shit. From Stockbridge to Great Barrington yeah. is about a 13-minute drive. Oh, that's not that bad. Um, oh, that's not that bad. Oh, it's not that bad at all. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with me? Uh, she said, so Do Stockbridge to Great Barrington is south, is a south, southern drive. Okay. Keep that in mind, okay? South. So we're hitting her stuff first. 13 minutes south. Got it. Yes. As they were traveling southbound, they noticed and remar- uh, they noticed a remarkable amount of light ahead on the road. Now, again, this is just after dusk. It's starting to get dark. Yes. She said to her friend, there must have been an accident. Look at all the lights. Um, the lights were stretched across the entire road ahead. Nope. Now, it was just... Um, fuck, what's his name? Pizzazz. Oh, no, no. That guy. The smiling guy. Mm. Help me out. Indrid Cold. Indrid Cold. I almost mm. called him Indigo Swan. I was thinking um, 
Valiant Thor. Oh, for some we gotta reason. do an episode. We gotta talk about Valiant Thor. Um, her account begins. I said all of that. I said all of that. <laughs> Lennon bingo for the episode. <laughs> yeah. Check one. Fucking <laughs> yeah, take a shot every uh, time. <laughs> I only did it twice in I episode. As the car grew closer to the lights, the intensity of the brightness made driving impossible. So she pulled the car off to the I side. turned to fucking uh, um, Robert De Niro there. I didn't see what you were doing. <laughs> so good. <laughs> he, he just emerged from the jerk shack. <laughs> Call back. <laughs> Two episodes ago. Two episodes, yeah. Feels like one episode ago, really. I mean, really, at the end of the day, it does. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder why. So she pulled... Surprise! Surprise! So she pulled the car off to the side of the road, where she then saw another car had done the same thing due okay. to their troubles. Um, Jane and Mary had gotten out of the car to take a closer look at the spectacle before them, where there they stood next to the car and saw it. Mary and Jane, you sure this isn't just a uh, <laughs> like a little hint, like Mary Jane? <laughs> I don't, I don't think it makes you hallucinate. I don't know. I've never done it. Neither have I. So, uh, they stood in this car and they saw it. She, she described as an enormous object. She described it as an enormous object floating in the sky that she was unable to see either end of as it stretched across the road. Okay, so it's huge, big, massive object. The brightness of the lights couldn't, and and it was that massive, stretched everywhere. <laughs> big, massive object. Did it stretch everywhere? It was a ah, big. <laughs> it's just words. <laughs> What happened there? What For happened? some reason, in my head, I took the keywords out of the last sentence and two sentences I said. I'm getting a drink. I can't wait to fuck hear it. that over again. Oh, fuck a duck. I'd prefer not to, but if I had to, I still say no. She couldn't make out its color or material makeup, but she could see that it was tall and had no windows. And as always, what is the one major thing that always is in common with these things? It's quiet. There was no noise. Yeah. Just a silent floating mass emitting blinding lights. Excuse me. Your excuse. SBD. They're silent but deadly, baby. <laughs> yeah. Then, in an instant, it floated up, floated sideways, mm-hmm. floated up again, and then over a mountain vanishing from sight. Yes. Got it. It did like a, as if it was following the, a, yes, this, um, the uh, outline of a stairs. Yeah. Not that there was stairs, but that pattern. Um, yeah. Yeah. Then it was yeah. gone from her sight. A few miles southwest, Tom Warner had his experience. And this Again. was before he got the cable company, right? <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> I didn't even make that connection. <laughs> so good. <laughs> Tom Warner, such a fucking good joke. So, Tom Warner. God damn it, I can't hear him now. <laughs> Mr. Warner, what about him? Um. Again, remember the, the direction link. South. This is a few miles southwest. Yes. So we're going. Got it. Tom Warner, the youngest of seven children and a resident of Berkshire County, was 10 at the time of the incident, 10 years old. He lives in his childhood home, which his family has lived in for six generations. Now, one thing about Unsolved Mysteries with this. Yes. These four families and accounts, we got to talk, we got to hear we have to talk about it with the Unsolved Mysteries crew. And surprise, no. surprise, it was all bullshit. No, okay. we actually got their firsthand accounts. They had these people telling their story firsthand, just like David Huggins with you. Oh, so much better. So I got, that's why I was like, I could read these articles, but I want to. I want their experiences because, again, I want to see. Yeah, you swerved just I get, like I did. 
Yep. Yes, I get my uh, I get the the credibility feeling from them with more of um, a visual, like hearing them tell it. Yeah. These people, they saw some shit. They were legit, from what I can tell. Like it's it's what it comes down to for me is the micro expressions, the micro mannerisms. Yes. Like you said with David Huggins, he was he asked a question that wasn't something he would have rehearsed, and instead of making it up on the spot, he was like. You know, maybe, like you said, yeah. he, he was... You gotta think about it. Recall think, it. Yes. Yeah. You know. Was he... I mean, was this too legit, though? Too legit to quit? It's always too legit to quit. All right, I just want to make sure. Too Thank cool you. for school. Sorry, too Randy for Mr. Mandy. Great. <laughs> I don't know. I tried something. So what happened to Tom was pretty wild. Okay? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Tom was next door at his neighbor's house, the Shaw's, where he would spend much of his time. Like this particular night, he would spend it coloring with his friends, Debbie and Jane, different Jane. I'd say there's a lot of Mary Jane here. (laughs) Debbie Debbie. Jane. Debbie Jane. Debbie was a few years older than him and her sister, uh, Jane. Now, he liked to spend his time coloring with them. Mm -hmm. Um, He's the artist. Um, And this is nothing against Tom. This is just something that I loved about what he said at this point when he was telling his story is that he's an artist now. Mm -hmm. So, uh, Artist, there's a term when you talk about different types of uh, tools you use. Not tools, but uh, types of art you do. And uh, you call it your medium. You know what I mean? Yes, I do. Yes. So uh, I love this. He referred, he was telling this, recounting the tale. He said, back then my medium was crayons. (laughs) I was like, that's pretty good. (laughs) Very true, too. That's pretty good. Um, So he was was coloring with them. They witnessed half of the, they inside the house, Nah, fuck, did I skip down or something? No. Nope. So, they witnessed his accounts that he is going to tell, and I share in a moment. They witnessed it and can corroborate it. Did he and have any paintings? Them. Many. Well. So, I'm trying to look for painting. That's why I was asking. Let's see. Uh, did you look up Tom Warner? Jesus, Paintings Tom. on Google Images. Um... Let's see. I'm not seeing the one. Okay. I'm seeing the one. I see you're on Google Images. I know. You're going to see one with a UFO. G O O G L E O. That's the only one that he, I think he ever did of it. Oh, okay. 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 But. So it's not a lot of. It's like, what one? Where? We'll get to his painting later. Okay. All right. It makes sense a lot. I think I found it, though. Beyond the Star. Yes, that one. So, he was at their house, and Debbie and Jane and whoever else was in the house, I think his brother, and probably, I'm assuming, the Shaw's family. I was about to say, I hope mother or father was yeah. there, too. So, they all witnessed what happened to him, which I'm about to tell you. Then The night, that night, as it got later in the night, it was starting to get dark and dusk. It was about the same time as Jane had her experience. Right. Uh, Tom was sitting there calling at the table. He stood up to go look outside the window where he... Probably was looking to see how late it was getting. Where suddenly in his head, telepathically, he heard a stern commanding voice say, you need to go home now. No. It scared him. He immediately. Yeah, it scared me even as an adult, you know. Right. It would scare me too. He immediately told Debbie that he needed to go home, to which she replied, why? And he said, I don't know. Maybe it's God telling me to leave. And he just immediately knew Something I have to leave now because it told me. And what is this? It freaked him out. Right. He's ten years old. It freaked the hell out of you. He hears voices in his head. They talked to him. Well, that was the first time he had heard that. Right. 
And but still, if you hear voices in your head and they talk to you, right? Now here's, either, a, here's a little thought experiment for you. When yeah, you're thinking but, thoughts, oh boy, you're gonna ask the same question I just asked the client yesterday. Okay, so what's your answer? Well, for uh, those of you that don't I know, hear, well, narrow it, narrate you narrate I yourself. I, I can see pictures if we're talking about like um, locations. Okay, or, for or those buildings. for those listeners who don't know what we were talking about, there's a, uh, a not a thought experiment. Well, it's kind of a thought. It experiment. is kind of. Um, Basically, it's a per, question. Apparently, the, yeah. There's apparently there's different ways that brains work for people. Some people um, do not picture things in their head. Um, like if I told you, hey, think of an apple, or hey, what's an apple look like? In my head, the way my brain works, I see the apple and I'm describing the apple. Mm-hmm. For some people, it's like me. Really, you don't see it. I, I mean, I can see it. Like if I go, I want to. If I want to see the apple, I can. Yeah. Like visually in my head, picture sure. an apple. But if I'm narrating, like reading to myself, yep. I yep. hear it's a narration. It's not a picture. Great. And then okay, okay. So that's that that's sense? the narration part. Yes. Yeah. Now, when you think thoughts. Mm-hmm. Do you speak in your head? Yes. Okay. So I do that too. Yes. Yeah. I speak in my head and I don't really picture too much unless it's um, so, a descriptive. Like if you're telling me a description of a, a, UFO. a UFO, I'll picture that. In my sure. Head. That, that, but not just regular thoughts. Exactly. Like if I know, okay, here we go. Here's another one. If yeah. I have a to-do list, like I'm going to go, I have to go run a bunch of errands later today. Yeah. Instead of being like, I have to do this, this, and this. For each one, I'm visualizing doing that because that's how I'm vis- That's how my brain works. I thought gotcha. because I have to do it. So that might give you a little insight into why I'm such a visual guy. Yeah, I'm the opposite. I'm a like, thinking Auditory. about a list to do. Sure. I have to do. If that's we're talking about, if we're actually learning though, I'm a doer. Like if I me too, me too. If I'm going to learn a task and all that shit, I need to do it. I can't just sit here and watch you talk on the the. Bored here, right? Right, right, right. I that's the same way yep. with me. But anyway, that that's was why school sucked. Yes, yes. Because they For don't. Me too. They don't. Um, they don't help with people like that. Exactly. That's why I, I on the job training as an electrician. Mm-hmm. Got me to where I am from thirteen. Same with personal training for me. Exactly. I had to actually do it. Right, 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 right. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> anyway, learning talk. Fuck. So, school. where were we talking about voices they, in our head? They're <laughs> trying to grade us. As fish climbing a tree. Ah, Albert Einstein. Yeah. Right? Is, yes, I'm okay. pretty sure that's Albert Einstein. I'm yeah. pretty positive. You're trying to grade a fish on, how the, on its, its ability, ability to, to climb. climb a tree. Yes. And that's basically what they do. Yep. For yeah. me. And for you, it sounds like. Yes, exactly. So voices in their head. Yes. <laughs> that's where we were. So it scared him. He immediately told Debbie he needed to leave. Yes. So in an adrenaline-fueled sprint, he turned and ran out of the front door and down the front yard where his only concern was reaching the house he was yeah. he was That's in a panic yep. adrenaline filled sprint he's running and all you hear is do 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 oh doo, that march of the chair or flight of the chariot <laughs> yes <that>? yeah <laughs> sorry that's, that's what i pictured in my head <laughs> yeah 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 um but something inside of him was uh from in his head, he knew that his house was yes. safe, and that's where he had to be. I need to get there. Yes. Um, hey, and at a certain point, he said that he felt like he was flying. Ooh. This is when the witnesses from the house saw him running in place in a dead sprint. He still was sprinting as fast as he could. But off the ground? He was on the ground. Oh, but on the ground. he was not moving anywhere. How the fuck's that happen? Was he on a treadmill? It, well, it's weird. And he said that he felt like he was flying at this point. Now, what's even weirder yet 
was for five minutes they watched him running but not moving forward. Tom knew something was wrong, but he didn't stop. He was scared, and he was only gotcha. concerned about gaining traction and getting to the house. I'm just trying to picture like a motherfucker just running in place like Scooby-Doo. It's, pretty, it's, like, it's pretty much like that. <laughs> Jesus. But it, I mean, he's a 10-year-old kid. Now, it wouldn't be funny in the moment, but thinking back now. It's right, because like, when I was watching this, I'm like, well, why didn't they go in? Why didn't anybody go out there and try and like, what the fuck you doing or something? But, you know. In sense, I'd be asking, how are you doing? It would kind of be weird. It's kind of freaky, right. too, you know. So I, I don't blame, fault them. So here's where it really gets freaky, though. Yeah. He turned towards his left to a path in the yard, and as he turned... He saw in the sky above him a massive UFO UFO soar down from a higher altitude. Jesus Christ. And at this point, he's able to slowly, slow motion, like, turn where he's stuck. Did, now, in this moment, did he know he was stuck running in place? Yes. Okay. Yes. He and he said like, he felt like he was flying, but yes. I didn't know if he, he knew he knew was like, He didn't like, know it was for five minutes. Oh, that's the next question I had is, yes. why didn't he stop running then? He, yeah, exactly. Um, a beam of light all of a sudden shot out of the UFO and <laughs> illuminated him, covering him in light. Um, all of this, again, is seen by those inside. Yes. As it did so, his hands and arms were jolted backwards, you know, like um, like Travis Walton. Yes, I know. You know. I was about to say the same thing. Were jolted backwards, and he said he felt like all of the wind and air in his body were like sucked Travis out of his Walton. lungs. Yep. Yeah. He couldn't move. All of this still being witnessed by those inside up until... He disappeared. Just flash, gone. Really? Yeah. Uh, I mean, the difference between Travis Walton's and his is Travis was getting hit by a beam that, like, damaged him. Right. This was. This just sounds like a tractor beam. Him. It trapped of, him, yeah. and then he just vanished. It wasn't like he floated, didn't do anything besides get jolted by it. You know what happened? Then just gone. You know what happened? I What's know what happened. What happened? Time Warner, <laughs> Time Warner. thought about, Scotty, beam me up. <laughs> Beamed up. Yeah. Wrong one. So now let's talk about <laughs> Melanie Kirchdorfer. Okay. Well, nothing more with Tom. He didn't tell his account. I'll come back to him. Okay. I'm sorry. It's okay. Melanie Kirchdorfer has lived in Berkshire County since 1950. Good job with that name. Thank you. I tried hard. Kirschnacker. <laughs> he said Kirschnacker. <laughs> well, last episode I had a lot of knockers, so I wanted to make sure I get my knocker in. Breasts. I mean, breasts. <laughs> Thank you. Crescent breasts. Crescent's breasts, yes. Mm. They crescent over his lips. <laughs> <laughs> suckle, suckle, suckle. <laughs> just like that. Just like that. You, you need to say it again? Okay. Uh, one more time? Okay. I think guys. They, I think they get the picture, guys. <laughs> guys, this breast milk tastes like oil. I don't know why. <laughs> oh, fuck. No. Well, Melanie Kirchdorfer has lived in Berkshire County since 1957. I remember this takes place in 1969. Yes. Yes. She was 12 years old at the time of the incident. Her story begins with her family deciding to take a trip for ice cream that night instead of what she'd rather be doing, which, as she joked around and said, smoking a cigarette with her friend and her friends, which her friend had would steal from her mom. The fuck kind of 12-year-olds are they? I don't know. It was the 69. It was a different still time. still do that now. Pretty honest. much. Yeah. But nevertheless, she ended up going with the family to the Dairy Queen to get ice cream. Oh, Dairy Queen. I haven't been there so long. Sorry. No Dairy Queen tangents. Let's just go. You want to hear a story? Oh, I do, actually. I've never in my life had Dairy Queen. Never had a blizzard? No. All right. Someday we're, we're going to a Also blizzard. never had Sonic? I have never had Sonic. Never had Sonic. Yeah. 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 Fed but, PF Changs, though. I like Dairy Queen. Uh, blizzards. Mm. 
Much better That's than... Never had Baskin-Robbins. Baskin-Robbins Baskin Robbins never forgets. Yeah, I don't know if I've had Baskin-Robbins. I, I, I think I have. Is Dairy Queen the one where they flip it upside down? Yes. Got it. Never had it. Oh, yeah. Well, I like that way better than McDonald's, especially seeing as McDonald's employees don't like to clean their McFlurry machines. That is why they're broken all the time. Uh, um, okay. And then when they do use it, you're getting some old nasty shit. Gross. It's been sitting there all night. Yeah. Anyways. I only fuck with soft serve clean. ice cream places. Oh, God. Let's stop talking ice cream because you're going to make me do some bad things. Bad, bad <laughs> I'm things. Gonna, I'm going to do some bad things. I'm going to do bad things at the toilet if I eat dairy. <laughs> that is also true. Oh, also fuck. true. Tom Warner. What Tom, about him? Nope. Mel- nope. Melanie Kirchdorfer. That's what I meant. And he says Melanie, Melanie Kirchdorfer. <laughs> Melanie Kirchdorfer. There you go. Yeah, so ended up, she ended up going with the family to go get ice cream. So they bought they brought bought their ice cream and then brought it to Lake Mansfield, a few miles southeast Ooh. from Tom Warner's place. Her father backed the car into the parking lot, mm-hmm. and then they the family sat and enjoyed their ice cream. Another southward movement, exactly. Right? And it's okay. night. It's it's dusk, dark night again. Around the same time, all again the same time. Now we do get a more a, a, a time time. From our next guy, and we'll okay. talk about him later. Right. Um, so the family sat and enjoyed their ice cream together until mm. all of a sudden the car was suddenly illuminated by, as she describes it, a bright blue aura. Okay. Okay. Her father decided, "Hey, let's chase after this son of a bitch." <laughs> That's what I would do. That's what you would do. After everybody was like, "What the fuck is this?" and he, they I all, got it, guys. They all looked out and looked up and saw that it was coming from the sky. He was like, let's chase after this son of a bitch. Was he like an ex-military guy? What the fuck is he doing? I mean, honestly, if I didn't have my family in the car, a different scenario. But We're if talking it was about a 12-year-old kid and a wife. And her younger sister. And her younger sister. Yeah, I mean, if it was just me in the car, I'd be like, fuck yeah, let's chase this bad bitch down. As you know, my my search for the truth does not you care would, about my life. So You would throw some uh, heavy metal on and go at town. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I sure know. fucking would. I don't know any heavy metal. It's all good. Heavy so metal. he decided to chase after it while her mom tried to reassure the frightened children in the back that it was just a shooting star. <laughs> while they knew full well that it wasn't a shooting star, Melanie begged and begged her father not to chase after it, but he persisted nonetheless. Her sister doesn't remember anything after this point, but Mel- mm. Melanie remembers from this point levitating. In the car? Or the car levitating. She didn't specify. She just said she remembers levitating. That's what I, I'm. Con, con, that's what well, I, I'm unsure of. I, I guess say. the question is, she was, didn't really elaborate. Was on the it. whole family taken, or was it just her? We'll get to that. Okay. Well, that'll tell us who it was. Yes. So she remembers levitating, and then she remembers waking up or not waking up. She just said she didn't say she woke up because that's what I was trying to piece together the the timeline. Yes. She said she was levitating, and then she said then she was on a ship, and she remembers being laid out on the floor and then sitting up. Okay. Okay, so I'm assuming it must have just like... Right. Assuming there's time in between that was not accounted for, obviously. Must be. You know, or you just instantaneously appear. Yeah, right. Like possibly what happened with Tom Warner. Now, yeah. let's jump back to Tom Warner here. Jump back. Last we left him, he had dis- disappeared. Now, this is where Tom's story interweaves with Melanie's. After he disappeared... He was transported onto a ship where he said that he saw Melanie. He recognized her from around the small rural area in school, but she did not see nor recognize him then. Obviously, she didn't see him. She didn't recognize him. But had she done that, she wouldn't have recognized him because they didn't know each other. Right. 
but he had just seen her around. As Melanie put it, they ran with different crowds. Right. <laughs> so he said he looked, and also there was a small age difference. But, but he, they, uh, they recognized each other, though. So. He recognized her, yeah. yes. He said he turned over and saw her crouch down on the floor of this um, this room. He said, uh, hey, babe. <laughs> he saw her crouch to his right, and he noted and still remembers, as he said, her unbelievably frightened expression of, oh, my God, what is happening? So Melanie's side of this part is that she said that she was in a room of just young people, as she described it. Mm -hmm. um, children and those around her age. This room was specifically made up of a lot of young people. Okay. But all of a sudden, one by one, they were just randomly disappearing from the room. Just one second there, one second gone. Like they were there and then one second later, they were gone. They were just disappearing right. one by one. And then she huh. too, not two, I'm assuming two because I'm assuming this is what happened to the others, but then she woke up. Now, Melania woke up by the lake not in the car, not in the parking lot, but by the lake, by herself, no car, no family, and was forced then to walk home alone. So please tell me her family is. Uh, please tell me her family is listening or listening. No, looking for her now. You know, I was really hoping to find out the answers to what happened to the rest of the family, but we never do. Oh, but she somehow was by herself, no family, no car. In a completely different spot than she remembers before, right. which is really, really odd. Um, yeah. And I was really hoping that they were going to double back later and be like, yeah, the family, uh, they had the same thing happen. They were miles away all of a sudden. Right. Or the family was worried sick, couldn't find her. Exactly. All that um, she had said was that um, her sister doesn't remember any of this. So what happened is. What had, had happened. They drugged her, and they said, we don't want you. <laughs> they gave her some of that special ice cream. <laughs> said, goodbye, daughter. Damn it, she's like a bad penny. She returned. <laughs> oh, shit. So she ended up having to walk home alone by herself that night. Hmm? Walking. So going back to Tom, <laughs> going back to Tom, following Melanie's disappearance, mm -hmm. the next thing Tom knew was he was being laid down on the other side of the property he had disappeared from. Like, as he described it, like a baby being laid down in the grass. Just Okay, so he remembers being laid down. Yes. All right. He remembers more than um, anybody. Do The beam of light, as he was laying down, laid down, the beam of light once again washed over his body. Okay. And once again, he was unable to move. He okay. could hear from behind him. His brother could see him now and screamed for him to run. But he called out, I can't. The Beams got me. I can't move. And then, really? from, yes, he was calling it out to him, but he couldn't move. He was paralyzed. Oh, so his brother saw him get laid down. Yes. Okay. And saw the the beam of light on him. His brother wasn't abducted as well, was he? No. Okay. No. 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 Um. Now, from inside his head, once again, he heard the voice say, "I'll be done in a minute." And a minute later, the beam shut off, and he was able to move. Now, Tom stood up and turned just in time to see the UFO above him in the sky. Dart off. Gone. They forgot to close the wound. He was seeping sewage. <laughs> but what? <laughs> Think about it. What is the common thing when they say you get abducted? You get uh, anal probing. Oh, got they it. Got the sew up. Yeah, the yeah. He's also a 10-year-old child. It's disgusting. <laughs> it's, they need more morals, these fucking aliens do, but I can't help that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's still up in time to see it fly off. Fucking 
disgusting aliens. I now, tell you. besides his oh, bro- they, they didn't see any aliens, right? At least at this point, they didn't see anything. No, okay. no, no. All right. They did not. Unfor- that's the one thing is they did not see anything besides a craft. I was really hoping they'd be like, yeah, yeah. guess what? This motherfucker. Yeah, I saw a fucking like, naked woman walking around with a gray alien head. Trying to get everybody to suck on her titties. <laughs> yeah, jump out to do this. <laughs> um, a, a mantis person. A guy with a dick on his head. I don't know what the fuck <laughs> that was about. We called him dickhead. <laughs> Captain. Now, Captain besides... Uh, what? Captain Cap- Dickhead. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Maybe he was the pilot. Um, now, again, he was laid down on the same property as before, yes. so the family was there again to witness all this, including his brother. The witnesses from within the house, which we got to see them in the documentary too, uh, mm-hmm. talked to um, Jane, the younger one who was Foster. around his age. Got it. Yeah. Uh, she, they, they had said that from the time he disappeared mm-hmm. to the time he reappeared was a total of seven minutes. He was gone. Oh, disappeared. Could not find I, him. I was thinking more time, you know, mm-hmm. seven minutes and he, they couldn't find him. They looked around and gone. Now, Melanie back to Melanie. Melanie said, your dwarf. Kirchdorfer. Yeah, that she one. said she did not know Tom before the incident, but when she first met him, but when she met him following the incident, she says that she felt an immediate connection to him, like he was a brother to her. So that's kind of odd. Things that make you say, "Hmm," you know, who knows if there was some kind of time dilation or something there, um, where maybe they spent longer there than they were uh, than they thought, and. Uh, Right. They bonded and had a connection. Not like anything weird, but as like a, right. a victim type deal, mm-hmm. you know? Um, uh, yeah. Who knows how time works and... Like if you were taken prisoner in some kind yes. of hostile situation. Exactly. exactly. And you're you like, mean. hey, we're in this together. What's happening? You know? it's Maybe they had time together and then went back in time mm. and dropped it off seven minutes sure. later. Sure. Right. Now, I would drop them off immediately, but hey, seven minutes, whatever. Well... We may find out that they might be trying to cover up what they were doing here. So let's meet our next account, Tom Billy. Reed. Oh my, there's too many Toms. There Tom is Warner, this Tom one, Reed. but this one is spelled with a T H O M, so it's a little bit hard, Thom. easier. <laughs> it's easier to figure out. Now, Tom Reed's family had moved to Berkshire County to change to have a change up from city life in New York City for small town America. Sir, that episode's done. Close your legs. <laughs> At the time of the incident, Tom was nine years old. Mm-hmm. Now, his experience happened just six miles south of... Six more miles south. Yes, it's okay. once again south. It seems like it's traveling... This is the last one, by the way. It's been heading south, and it seems like... Uh, not coincident. Timeline-wise, mm-hmm. all of their accounts and the trail southward are lining up with this, with the chronological order of witnessing. So Jane witnessed it first, right? Just witnessed it, and then it headed south, and um, we'll find out. Many residents saw this too, right? But it's hitting these little points along the way, and as it's getting darker in these stories, it's also getting farther south as it's right. moving. So we can actually build this picture of the timeline of that night. Now, I don't know. If That's maybe, what I think is really cool too. Maybe we'll um, get into this in a second, but were all these kids taken or not taken? Sorry. Put back at the same time, or was it also boom, 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 boom? Um, so Melanie Kirch... Or in reverse, where they're going backwards, maybe. So, um, Tom Warner is the only one that can have... I'm sorry. The two Toms are the only ones that have an actual time of disappearance to a time of 
Reappearance. Reappearance. Not okay. to get into spoilers, but um, Melanie and G- Melanie doesn't have any time frame because she just awoke with herself on on the side of the lake and had to walk home. Seven minutes later. It could have been however long, um, exactly. but Tom just remembers seeing her in that room. So Understood. it must have been around the same time. Understood. Um, so Tom, uh, again, this was south. On September 1st, he had been participating in a horse show. He oh. was riding in a horse show. Um, an incident with a faulty saddle. He was nine years old. Too. Right. An incident with a faulty saddle almost left him injured. I guess the saddle strap broke or something. He almost fell off, and everyone had to run and help him before he fell off and got hurt. Side saddle. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it almost left him injured. So to cheer him up from his struggles of the day, his mother decided to take him to a late-night dinner oh. just before 9 o'clock. I love that mother. Yeah, she's a good mom. She also owns a diner. Yeah. And owns the diner that she was going to take him to in this small town. When they moved from New York City, she, I can't remember if she bought or opened it herself, but a diner. And that's important later on. She's a kick-ass mother then. She is. Um, we also get to... Father, mother, mother, alone? Uh, I think it might have just been mother, single mother alone. Badass, awesome woman. She's awesome. Um, So we also get to hear her account too. She yes. talks too. Um, she does talk. Um, She tells her account too. <laughs> So uh, she just she wanted to cheer him and her brother him up, and obviously her brother was there too, and take them to dinner at the family diner. Yes, but because of how late it was, which this if point you own the diner, do you get free dinner anyway? Sorry, probably that was a thought in my head. So I should have <laughs> just kept it in my head. All good. At this point, it's just before nine o'clock. So there's our time frame point there, just before nine o'clock, which also um, is relevant to the story because. Of how late it was, his mom decided to take a shortcut over the Sheffield Tunnel Bridge. Never take the shortcut. Right. Um, instead of taking a longer route, which, you know, was what a shortcut's for. But um, you know what a tunnel bridge is, right? Do you know in, like, uh, the older cartoons where they have, like, it looks like a long barn uh-huh. as a bridge? That's, I that's, got it. You know yep. what I'm saying? Yeah. That's this tunnel. Yeah. Tunnel bridge. Um, now, Tom and his brother were eating hard candy in the back seat. His mother was driving, and his grandmother was riding in the passenger seat. Now, his grandmother did not drive. Uh, His grandmother turned around to tell them to stop eating the candy as it was a choking hazard. When she turned around, she noticed a light that seemed to be rising from the banks of the river below. As they Hmm. exited the bridge tunnel, Mm -hmm. they saw what they described as a light ball hovering about two stories high. Okay. As it rose higher and higher, it began firing light rods down Perfect to the timing snow. to hit the thing. Sorry, it was. Is it? It began firing light rods down to the surface below. Light rods, as he called it. it I'm assuming it was like a, a laser shooting down, which I would see as a light rod. Laser, laser beam. Um, his brother turned to the right and saw an orange orb approaching. Now this is really interesting. Yeah. He said he described it as moving within, and he described the inside as that of an ocean wave. Okay, which I think is a fucking perfect description of. I can, I can, I can see what he's trying to say. Yeah. Um, I don't know the type of material, but there's like one of those desk toys where it's like a globe, but you spin the globe and it looks like an ocean wave, but it's like got metallic flakes in it. Um, it's a certain type of liquid. I can't remember what it's called. But Mercury. No. <laughs> But uh, it I can uh, I can see what he's saying, and yes. that's that's an interesting. Um, we hear orange glowing orbs with mm-hmm. Skinwalker Ranch all the time, all the time. It's portals usually. Yes, 
Now, uh, so you've got a uh, you got a light orb. Yes. You've got lasers or light rods being fired down, and now you have this orange, uh-huh. organically moving looking orb. Lots of lights. Lots of lights. Now, as they kept moving forward, yes, they felt what seemed to be, as they described it, a pressure change in the atmosphere. Uh, like the atmosphere, they described it as getting very close and tight. Gotcha. So it was like closing in on them. Yes. Got it. I've heard of this before. Not not the story. I haven't heard the story still. Just this. Just this like phenomenon. description. Yes. Of it feeling like pressure change. It's another thing I've heard before too. Like it's closing in on you. Exactly. Tight. Yeah. Huh. Um, Tom's mom decided to pull the car off to the side of the road because something was off. Now in my, right. I would have just fucking hit the gas yeah, pedal and been going, like, baby. let's get the fuck out of here. But who knows? Hey guys, let's get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Hey, hey, man, get the hell out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Randy. Um, all eyes on the car were Sorry, searching. Noises. It's okay. All the all eyes on the car, all yes. of them were searching the skies to try and find the light orb, the orb itself, or whatever. Um, but Tom's mom was the first one to notice <gasps> the actual physical craft itself. Oh. Floating in the sky ahead was a massive craft, which she described as a side... This is an incredible description. She described it as a side profile of a turtle's shell. Okay. I Fucking can picture that. Exactly. Which Man, I, these guys are great I wrote, at describing I wrote on shit. He, right, I wrote on here, which is one of the best way to, ways to describe the craft apart from a saucer I've ever heard. And yeah. yeah I fucking, I know exactly what she's trying to describe. <laughs> Perfect. Along the I guess s- my question would be, are the, uh, are the head and the legs out or in? Oh, they're innies. <laughs> <laughs> Um, along the center of the craft, she said there was a ridge that wrapped around the perimeter of it, which was different from the other two halves. So I'm assuming it's just a band around it, which is whatever. makes right. up the division of the two halves. This is all she's trying to get at. I think I amplified that. Sorry. It's okay. <laughs> Tom estimated the craft at being at least 100 years long. Or Kong, as I wrote. <laughs> 100 years long? I'm an idiot. I was more focused on the Kong mistype. (laughs) Tom estimated the craft at being at least 100 yards long. That makes all the more sense. So it's like, what, a football field? 100 yards is a football field. Got it. So that's a big motherfucking craft. End zone to end zone. As the family was examining the craft, suddenly the car was Uh brightly illuminated, just like with Melanie Kirchdorfer's family. Ooh, that was a fucking good noise. It <laughs> was beautiful. Thank you. I'll All try right. to get a little light on you on that one, it was, too. No, it was pretty good. I really enjoyed that. Tom could make out all of the details inside the car as if it were daylight. It was so bright. This is when they noted, they noted all of a sudden, the lack of noise. Always. There was no noise from the craft. That's what it was. What? David Huggins talked about it. Hmm. The noise. Yeah. Just gone. Yeah. But he talked about, like, uh, you're Wait. walking down the street, yeah. and uh, you hear a horn or a car driving, just and all of a sudden, just silence. Ambient sounds, gone. Yep, gone. Now, I'm curious if he Sorry. reports this, too. I didn't even think to say that in the last episode, because, ah, whatever, but yeah. Now, there's something else with this. That okay. I, I want to hear your thoughts on this. I'll think of there it. There was no noise until, all of a sudden, they were deafened by the eruption of animal life sounds in the area. Crickets, mm-hmm. katydids, frogs all suddenly came awake and decided to make noise all at once. So I'm curious about this. There's the, the, the complete and utter silence mm-hmm. followed by just the eruption of the ambient sounds around and the life around, you know, 
Um, I don't know if Huggins ever described anything like that. He didn't, but I would assume that once the sounds come back, it would just sound like an eruption coming back in because it's sure. like it went from silent to boom. Right. I was thinking but something. No, he didn't say anything. I was thinking something similar to like when they said that the atmosphere, I think they described when the atmosphere closing type deal, I think they described, uh, one of them described it as feeling like they were underwater, like okay, they were driving underwater. That, yeah. um, I'm wondering if there was some sort of field that was generated around the area of the car mm-hmm. um, and who knows how large it could have been that would have um, affected this life within you know all the life within and it wasn't an, because once we get through their story here it seems yeah. like they were just picked up and oh. now I might as well continue the story might as well this eruption of sound is the last thing the family remembers from that point to okay. three hours later when they awoke in the car, parked and turned off 1.2 miles south in front of a drugstore. They had no recollection of the missing three hours nor how they got there, but... I mean, I've spaced out while driving, but not for three hours. Right. But here's the thing. Even stranger yet was the fact that then when they woke, Tom's mother and grandmother had switched places. A detail only made strange due to the fact that Tom's grandmother did not drive at all, which is why Tom's mom was driving. Tom's mom was driving the whole time. Ah, you done fucked up, Fud. Because grandma doesn't drive. She was sitting there like, what the hell? hell?" Now, Tom believes that they were placed back in the vehicle in an attempt to cover up what had happened, like you said earlier, like, hey, nothing happened at all. But they messed up and mixed up drivers. Tom and the rest of his family still have no idea what took place during that missing three hours that night, nor the origin of what they saw or experienced beforehand. Someone got fired on that. (laughs) Someone did get fired. (laughs) Yeah, they were like, you didn't make a note who was driving. Like, seriously? Yeah. Yeah. You put the one yeah. that can't drive in the driver's seat. Yeah, they messed fucking up. Fucking idiot. They messed up. Now, yeah. also, 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 even if they did zone, say say somebody zoned out driving, you yeah. know, you, it doesn't take you three hours to go 1.2 miles. You also car. wouldn't change seats. And you wouldn't change seats, exactly. Oh, 1.3 miles? 1.2 miles away. Okay, I must have I must have not heard that part. Like one point two miles south, but still, I must not have like. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, that was Tom's experience. Now let's talk about some of the aftermath of these encounters that they had. Slow ass UFO. Exactly. Now let's pick back up with Jane. Following Jane's encounter, she and Mary went to Jane's house and told Jane's husband, where he then said, "Hey, you should go to the radio station." (laughs) Sure, why not? It's a good day. Well, yeah. Was he the one that... Radio was big back then. Was he the one that um, chased after the UFO? No, that would be Melanie Kirchdorfer's dad. Trying to get it all. Jane and Mary were the ones who witnessed it over the road at the beginning. Oh. Yes. Okay, all right. So, Jane and Mary then drove to the radio station to tell radio broadcaster Tom J about their experience. Fucking town loves the word Tom. It does, it does. Tom Warner, Tom whatever, and Tom DJ, dude. Tom J, Tom Warner, and Tom Reed. Yeah. No. Tom J laughed him off and said, Oh, that's your foot. That was my foot, and you hooked <laughs> the hell out of it. 
<laughs> pulled down under here. What I love the is the moment that happened too. Tom J said, "That's my foot." <laughs> <laughs> no, Tom J laughed them off and said, "Oh, Mary and Jane must have been off drinking again, huh? You ladies must have been drinking tonight, or something, some joke like that." Of course, yeah, some sexist piece of shit joke. Yeah, yeah, he should be canceled. But Cancel shortly culture. after. <laughs> But shortly after that, he became he became swamped with calls. Sorry. After laughing the pair off, he began to hear quite a large amount of chatter about. Wait, Jane, Mary, come here, come here. I was mistaken. My bad. He began to hear quite a large amount of chatter about sightings and incidents on his ham radio. Now, he quickly took it more seriously and then called the police who. We're having the same reports coming into them to see if okay. they too were having these reports. Okay. Now, apparently, the police officer, the, the, when he talked to them, they were getting swamped with calls as well. Um, he jumped on the radio and told everyone to call in with their info on its whereabouts or their sighting or their experience, and okay. made up the rest of the night with that. And he was getting bombarded with calls. Now, all across Berkshire County, calls were coming in to tell their tale. But, unfortunately, no radio broadcast recordings from that night exist. Was that what well, you're looking up? Fuck that. Yeah. I was, yeah. Um, they interviewed uh, your stereotypical DJ, uh, radio jack disc DJ, and um, and uh, on, on, on the video, on the show. Yes. Thank you. And he's like, yeah, no, we don't have any of those old ones. I wish we did because it'd really be cool to hear it, you know, but we uh, unfortunately don't. Yeah, some guy in a black suit came and took it. I mean, I right. don't know. Right, right, right. Um, what's weird, too, is that the newspapers never reported on the incident in the following days or weeks either. A local researcher said that he believes no one picked it up because they thought it might have been a joke at the time. Now, he was interested in trying to find evidence uh, or, or first-hand accounts of it, too, besides just those big four, five, whatever, families, you know. But... He scoured through all of the records of different newspapers and stuff, starting with September 2nd, the day following. and couldn't find anything. Um, wow, I spaced out. All good. Um, <laughs> police records also do not have any written documents of any UFO reports that night. They don't. Just normal mundane events from the night. They had a guy open up a book, and he was like, oh, let's go through and look with you guys, shall oh, we? Oh, no. There was all nothing. that night. There was some guy who was uh, littering and indecent exposure, and then some guy got pulled over. And that's that's about indecent exposure's it. name that's was David Huggins, <laughs> goddammit. <laughs> he just got set down there. <laughs> but a bitch. So no records yeah. in the police department either. However... The chief of police was having people approach him the following day on separate times, individually on separate occasions, telling him the same exact story every time. What they saw was a silver, round, illuminated craft in the sky that was sporadically Hmm. landing and taking off in different fields scattered all across the county. Okay. Now, Tom... I have something there. Right? Tom Warner... Talks about his life following the event. We're going to pick up with his aftermath. Gotcha. He said that he shares his story, but people get weird about it afterwards. They look at him like he's crazy, but he still believes to this day that we are not alone. Um, he said that he's not afraid to share what happened to him, but he said that things aren't the same afterwards because so? he said that a lot of people think you're crazy. Oh, I can see that. Um, I can see why it doesn't benefit someone to come out with these. Exactly. Maybe nowadays it'll be a little different. 
Yeah, honestly, he, exactly. But, but he said he said he's open to talking about it, and he will tell people. Yeah. He goes, but he just he, he he things get weird afterwards, and people don't look at him the same. Um, he's the it's one not that's, like he fucked an alien for Christ's sake, right? He's the one that's an artist. Um, in that picture you saw, yes, he said that he ended up painting that. Um, years later, um, but he said it was. It felt like after he got done with it, like it was therapy to him. Like okay. he felt, yeah. um, relieved and uh, after like the Huggins. incident, exactly. Yep. So that's that was another thing where the therapy came into play with art. Picking up with Melanie, mm-hmm. uh, Melanie had her sister. And her boyfriend at the time, who believed her and helped her through the struggle of dealing with such a traumatic event, and also dealing with, hey, you, this did happen to you. I'm very sorry about this. I believe you. You're not crazy. You know. Right. So right, she right. had her sister and her, her boyfriend at the time to help her with that. Um, but she her kept, sister didn't remember. Her correct? sister did not remember. Okay. Um, but she said that for the longest time she kept the family or kept that story quiet and didn't tell anybody about it because she was afraid that people were going to think she was crazy. I still want to know if they don't remember anything. Mm -hmm. She was in a car with her family Mm -hmm. getting Mm -hmm. ice cream. And then she wasn't in the car with her family getting ice cream. Exactly. So how does nobody have any thought about that? I I know. I I so badly wished that they had elaborated on that. Now, on another, a little bit more research, maybe they had uh, on somewhere else. Um, but it, it, on, on Unsolved Mysteries, it didn't. I, m- I might do a quick check in a minute here for that. But she said for the longest time she kept the story away from most other people because she didn't, you know. That'd be ridiculous. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Tom Reed shared his story since then to tell everyone, not for the fame nor the attention, but to inform. He's the one that I was telling you was he was out there uh, sharing his story to educate people and right. tell them of his experience because who knows, maybe it happened to other places. Now, the problem with his, though, is he was bullied or got into fights in school following the event heavily. And even his mom would get, him and his mom would get ridiculed through town or um, side eyes or treated very, very poorly. Um, His mom and him would get followed home or people would be such shitheads to them to the point where his mother had to sell her diner and move out of town to a different town. Sucks. We'll need to grow up. Exactly. Now, Jane, before this event, first sighting older, or not, you know what I'm saying, first sighting, yes. uh, she just witnessed it. Yeah. Now, Jane, before this event, said that she had not believed in flying saucers, but now she sympathized with those like her who said they saw something and pleaded for everyone to believe them, and she is now a believer. I just wish you didn't have to plead for people to believe you. Like, right. I mean, not everybody tells the truth, and that's the sad part. I wish there was a way to discern who's telling the truth or not. Right. I really like that one. The fact that they you can build that timeline. Yeah. It's pretty incredible to me. Um, the fact that most of them are corroborating each other. One after another saw each other on it. Exactly. Just missing time. You had people seeing him running in place and then disappearing. Um, Tom Warner, that is. Mm-hmm. Everyone's just talking about Tom Reed. Um, but I still... Have questions about some of it, yeah, yeah, for sure. As as you would with any, I mm-hmm. guess. Now, another article here is telling me that in February 2015, the Great Barrington Historical Society and Museum confirmed the Thomas Reed sighting or the Reed sighting the family, and officially inducted the case into U.S. history. In doing so, Mister Reed, who had sat a polygraph and passed it. 
was finally vindicated from all of the scrutiny, we'll mm-hmm. call it. You know, uh, a concrete monument was erected outside of the bridge to commemorate their sighting. That's interesting. Mr. Reed now manages the Tom Reed UFO Monument Park. It's a feat he couldn't do without the support of sponsors, something he extremely is extremely grateful for. That's cool. That's pretty cool. There's the bridge. There's a bridge, yeah. So he passed the lie detector test, which isn't trickable. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's, it's untrickable. <laughs> I know what you're saying. I know you know what, what I mean, mean, which you can trick. It's beatable. And then everybody's like, okay, that confirms it. Build a monument. Mm-hmm. Got it. But that's not to say that it didn't. I'm not saying he's lying. I'm just I know what you're trying saying. You're, to you're say. doing both sides. Yeah. Like you usually do. I try. <laughs> anyway. I knew that was a joke. I know you did. I know and you I did. just left it. You glossed past it. But I anyway, did. that that is the Berkshire UFO Hathaway. Incident. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I can't tell you how many times I uh, looked it up and it auto-corrected to that. Yep. And the next thing I know, I'm looking at houses. <laughs> well, that's a nice house. Yes. So... Pretty interesting story. As I said, um, I love the way I think it leads to quite the credibility of it that um, you can build that timeline that's corroborated through each other's stories where they're interweaving. And like Tom and Melanie didn't know each other before, but now she feels this connection to him and um, he saw her, but they didn't know each other. He just recognized her. And, you know, it's, it's pretty interesting. And you build that timeline with the... Geographic locations heading south, and as well as all the stories yeah. are getting later and later as it's heading, getting more mm-hmm. and more night as it's heading south. So it's pretty pretty cool you could build that timeline. But and and the witnesses that saw certain things happen and exactly the witnesses that saw, for example, Tom Warner get mm-hmm. taken. Yep, yep, yep. There's too many witnesses and coincidences. Mm-hmm. Um. The police department, even though they didn't keep a record of it, might have thought it was a joke. And uh, the radio they, station, like they maybe might they have. kept they the record, well might and have. then you know, I mean, the police goes. chief was getting bombarded the next day. Right. Um, let's see. We when we learned about that, we were talking. Uh, it cut to a guy working at a gas station. Uh, I think he. I'm sorry, Kai, who owns a gas station. Um, he was talking about his father, and his father was the chief of police. Got it. Um, so I'm assuming his father owned the gas station or something. Probably. I don't know, but uh, he said that they were coming up to his father and telling him all this stuff, and uh, they were like, yeah, that's they're all saying the same thing and seeing the same thing. So many people witnessed it, but who knows how many came forward to the radio station or police station, but none of yeah. it was documented besides these witnesses. Allegedly. I don't know. Because I feel if it was documented that they would, you know, they're trying to cover it up and not, you know, let the cat out of the bag that there's yeah. UFOs and shit. Well, yeah, because in 1969, so big, it's not that far back where it would have been yeah. such a, it's not that far back where it would have been a far stretch for it to be a cover up. I mean, so fuck Roswell was a cover up. Exactly. So what I'm saying is um, I, I could foresee them saying, give us all your records on the incident yep. because it was such a big incident that so many people saw yep. that it would have flipped on their map and they would have done something about mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. But that's, that's, that's our, our stories. And we're sticking to all, all of it. That's <laughs> not it. Yeah. So Berkshire, Hathaway. that's our, that's our aliens abducted me. <laughs> yeah. 
Abducted by Aliens. That's the one. Our short series. story that turned into a two-part episode on abductions. I like Beautiful. it. Beautiful. We got two abductions for you, folks. So our new series is just Abducted by Aliens. Yep. 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 I like it. Actually, if that's the case, then this is volume three. <laughs> this is volume two. Volume three, Travis Walton. That's true because, well, yeah. that. Well, all right. So th- volume three then. We don't have to do that. <laughs> volume 17. All right. Great. Volume 69. Ladies, gentlemen, squatches. Am I good to get into that? You are. Ladies, gentlemen, squatches. And? Tom Warner. Tom, Time Warner, the cable <laughs> company. Thank you all so much for listening to this week's episode. If you would like to reach out to us and let us know your thoughts and opinions, you can do so by finding us on Instagram, Reddit, Facebook, and on our YouTube channel. Hit the subscribe. Hit the subscribe. Wait, what button, button is that? It, it's a uh, hit the. That is when you do a little on the keyboard and see what pops up. Four out of six. Great. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! Hit the subscribe button for auto downloads. To listen first thing every Monday morning because you need uh, alien of. Production episodes in your ear holes on your boring drive-in. You know I what do. I, mean? I like it. Um, thank you to all of our Patreon members that help keep this podcast a reality. We're grateful for your continued support. If you haven't yet become a member and would like to support us... What the fuck our- are you doing? Come on, sign up. Yeah, if you, yeah, yeah. If you got some Was extra... Was that too aggressive? No, it wasn't. If you got some... F- if you dropped, you know, man. if you got $5 and you don't care if it goes missing every month, you know, Listen. and you enjoy extra episodes and early episodes and discounts on merchandise, which saves you money again. I mean, shit. Yeah. Wow. It seems like there's a lot of benefits there. Plus yeah. more stuff, you know? Yeah. I mean, $5. What do you buy on $5? A Skittle? Yeah. Nowadays, no, nowadays. inflation? Yeah. 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 In other words, yeah, we, we cost one Skittle. I'm a Skittle. You're a Skittle. Skiddly bebop, skiddly dee, skiddly bebop. Have to go pee. <laughs> <laughs> no, I couldn't rhyme with anything. It's on you. It's all good. If you haven't yet become a member and would like to support us, head to our Patreon. If you're feeling a little classy, check out our merchandise selection on our website to visually show your support to your friends and family. Everybody wants a stickered water bottle. We got stickers. Get some stickers up on your water bottle. Damn right. Get it. You know, drop us a five-star rating and write us a review. Tell us what you love and how you're enjoying the show. Share us on your socials and tell your cryptid-loving friends and family about us. Subscribe, hit the bell, on, and like the videos on YouTube. This will all help us to grow and help you to get, to get more knowledgeable. To get no. more knowledgeable and to get even more great content for them right. to enjoy, for you to enjoy. All of all us. All of it. Everybody. All of it. Everything. The whole world will enjoy DTS. Cast. So, anyway. Join us next Monday for our next incredible episode. You may write us, rate us, review us, but remember to always... Stay curious, be vigilant, and don't touch my Sasquatch. Don't do it. He's been running in place for about 20 minutes. Ooh. I know, like Scooby-Doo. Peace. Then learn to beam a light. See ya. Would have gotten away with it, too, if it wasn't for your meddling kids. Oh, that doesn't feel good, dude. It's Bernie, 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 Bernie. Hey, by the way, real quick. Did you want your glasses on? Yeah. Yeah. I hate wearing my glasses. I know, but I didn't know if it would help. Oh, my God, there's words. (laughs) 
I hate wearing them. Well, you wore them for my episode. I was going to read. To look at pictures. <laughs> well, that's why I, was, I wore them, because I was like, I'm not going to wear them long. <laughs> oh, shit, that's fucked up. Anyway, now, as they kept Hello. moving forward. <laughs> Excuse me? Like a burp. Well, shit. Mustache hair in the mouth. <laughs> yeah, mine's doing that, too. I've been like. She said that her sis. Good God. Good God, y'all. The next article, sponsored content. Gymnast somersault caught at the perfect moment, and it's just this gymnast. And she's just... I love gymnasts. There's some toe curling in there sometimes, you know? Gotta have a good time. Yeah! That's good. We got two episodes. <laughs> Impromptu two boy. Or two, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> what? Gross. Two boy. Uh, two... Oh, fuck it. Duck. Two episodes. A lot of noises. Wicka, 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 wicka. Slim Shady. Oh, wonderful. So I was moving my mouse on accident and went back up to the, you know, presentation that I had. Breastises. All I have is some suckling on uh, old Crescent Booby. <laughs> Anyways. You would, too. I would. Three, two, one. Snarf. Ah, oh, scheisse. That's shit in German, baby. <laughs>